0: Uh, welcome back to Enjoying the Journey. We have a special guest today. He hasn't been with us for a couple of years, so it's so good to be able to have him back on Enjoying the Journey and catch up with our good friend, Adam Weber, pastor at Embrace Church out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and a regular over the last couple of years at Rise Fest on the Rise Fest stage, which we greatly appreciate. Adam, it's so good to have you back. It's been a couple of years, so I mean, the first question is just what's been happening
1: yeah, well, I gotta say, I just appreciate you and respect you so much, Rob, and uh, just look up to everybody at the Rise Crew, and uh, honor to be on the podcast again. Uh, the last couple of years, it's it really is crazy to think that it's been a couple of years, but um, I'm standing in currently the best season of my life. Um, I, I I keep telling nice. people it's far from perfect, but it's really really good, and um, you know, a few years back went through the hardest season of my life. And I think, uh, Mm. and right now I don't want to over spiritualize this, but I feel like I'm standing in the, the bear more fruit season after maybe a season of being pruning, um, that I wouldn't wish on anybody, but really to stand in just a wonderful season. So home life, I'm grateful for my wife, for our four kids. I still can't believe we have four kids, but things are great on the home (sighs) front. And then ministry wise, uh, it's just been a lot, a lot of fun, um, The church I'm at, Embrace, uh, is growing uh, at a kind of rapid, crazy pace, um, which is Mm. exciting. I I think people are searching right now, maybe more than any other time. I just had a friend just the other day said, he said, I feel like everybody at now is just coming out and kind of beginning to poke their head above the surface for over the last few years. And we're definitely seeing that at the at the church, people mm-hmm. going through hard things, marriages coming to an end, people dealing with anxiety, depression, and and so we're just people, we're just seeing people hungry and really searching and, uh, searching for, 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 Jesus. Um, but yeah, so leading, leading embrace, uh, I'm working, uh, kind of been really excited about, about the podcast myself, really leaning mm-hmm. into that and, uh, and, uh, a newsletter called the crew that I do as well. So it's just a yeah. long story short, uh just doing really, really well. Yep. God has been so kind to me and, um, just thankful that he's willing to use a Yahoo like myself. So.
0: No, I love watching what God's doing through you. I hope one day I can be as good of an interviewer as you are on, on the conversation podcast. So yes, you got me beat already. No, no, (laughs) no, no. no. But I, 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 I love what you brought up and because I do, I th- I think you are exactly right. There is a there's a hurt out there, but I think there's also a hunger. I think uh, individuals are either walking through, coming out of hard seasons, and so my question is: the hard season, did you even know that it was coming, or or how did you finally realize? Man, this is a, a season. This isn't a moment. This isn't a, a a day or two. This this is a hard hard, hard season. And what did that look like?
1: Yeah. So um, for for me, kind of in hindsight, I should have seen it coming, um, but it really did kind of catch me by surprise. We, for the first time ever, kind of went through our first hard season as a church. Just uh, mm. some leadership things. I had to make some hard decisions that were not popular. And so for the first time ever, really, not just even as a pastor, but as a person, uh, for the first time ever, I had people who were upset with me. And, oh. um, and I, I also, you know, early on would have probably done a lot of finger pointing of like, oh, it's this person's fault, this person's fault. But, but truth be told, looking back, God had some things he needed to address inside of me. Um, mm. Some things that I just hadn't dealt with, like being an extreme people pleaser, uh, being driven uh, at times at an unhealthy level. Um, so there were things that I needed to address. And I, I, I really feel like before that, God tried to get my attention several times, and I was just mm-hmm. too stubborn to listen. And um, so, I, you know, whether, whether God allowed it or God caused it, um, you know, or, or there's a combination of the two. Uh, you know, I just it it really just uh, turned my world upside down. I mean, I, I was broken. Uh, I, I I can remember telling my wife, I I want to leave everybody except Jesus, you, my wife, a few close friends, mm-hmm. and, and you know that's it. Um, just because I was hurting so much and. Uh, you know, right away, I really began to realize there was no way I could kind of work myself out of it. Because in the past, if there was any kind of like sidewaysness in my life, it's just like, oh, let's grab coffee with him. We'll figure it out. But it was it was uh, I couldn't control it. And I really felt yeah. like God taught me a whole bunch of things of like, hey, Adam, you you probably want to defend yourself. No, nope. uh, during this season, uh, that's not going to help. You just need to let me be your defender. And, um, this isn't a quick fix. I know like you would just love to do a quick fix in this situation. And that's not just, that's just not going to be the case this time. And so I really, uh, I began to realize, gosh, this is going to be a season. I mean, it was probably a year where it felt like my world was turned completely upside down. I thought the church would never recover from it. I thought our best Mm -hmm. days uh, as a church, my best days were far behind me. I mean, I, I was just convinced and, uh, so on a regular basis was asking my wife and a few close friends if I could leave leave ministry even during this season. This is 2018, mm-hmm. and again, now I stand. In the last two years, I have never had so much fun. Uh, our team, yeah. I love the team I work with, what God's doing here. Uh, I mean, on every indicator from attendance, giving to, to just overall health, seeing life change, baptisms— we're standing in the best season ever. And so I just want to encourage that person. Um, my gosh, the, those times when you're like, it's over. Um, we, mm-hmm. have a, we have a God who specializes in bringing dead things back to life. And even if, yeah. even if four late years later, like myself, you're not in the best season, you know, there's some things I'll still never understand of like, why did mm-hmm. this have to happen? Um, that maybe I'll understand on the other side of eternity. Um, but... Um, I just I I came to see just the goodness, kindness, and faithfulness of God, and as long as that season felt, I also realized how amazing things can turn around for the good. You know, like Mm -hmm. it it feels like, oh my gosh, I'm never gonna get out of this. And again, sometimes uh, seasons last longer than that, but. Uh, I I just, I can't, what I, what I, I I feel like I can't tell my story to enough leaders specifically because it's like, if Mm -hmm. you feel like you're Mm -hmm. at rock bottom, just continue to keep your eyes on Jesus. Allow him to guide every step, deal with anything in you that needs to be addressed again, just like me, and just wait on God and and just see what he can do because he can do great things. And Um, there, there's so many things I I could go on and on about this forever that I legitimately can't explain. Even in the area influence, I thought any ounce of impact or influence I had was gone in 2018. And now it's just like, I don't know what is happening uh, in just the coolest way. It's like, okay, God, I'm going to stop trying to rationalize things and just let you lead from here.
0: That's awesome. So my question for you as, as you're sharing, I'm reflecting on my, my own journey. Yeah, we call, we call this podcast Enjoying the Journey. Um, y- you hit some things that definitely struck a nerve. It wasn't too long ago I was driving down the road with a good friend of mine saying, I'm tired of this. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm yep. beat. I, I don't know how to do this. Uh, it just seems like, why is everything so hard? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to sound like a no. complainer but it's like this should not be so hard for example we were doing a small event that should have been the simplest event we've ever done to be honest and it was roadblock after roadblock after roadblock and all we were trying to do was meet people in their brokenness And i'm like this should not be this hard what what i I mean we're it's not Rise fest scale where we're trying to bring thousands and thousands of people in you know, we we're hoping for 100, maybe 200, and every corner we turned, there was another roadblock. And I'm just like, I must be on the wrong track. I, I, I must be being disciplined. I'm, I must be missing the, the flashing sign lights that God's trying to get my attention. Uh, so, so, with your hard season and those moments when you feel so broken. So, if, if a leader is listening, you know, whether they're leading their home, They're leading their company, their church, uh, a small group, Sunday school. And they're like, oh, I'm about ready to throw in the towel. When you were that broken, what kept you from throwing in the towel?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Uh, You know, I, I think in those places, it's like, God, I'm doing this for you. You know, like, yes. I'm like, I'm doing yes. this for you. Like, what? Like for me, I never had any desire to be a pastor. I for sure had no desire right. to start a church. And so the whole time I'm yep. like, this wasn't my pipe dream. Like, this was yours. And, and so mm-hmm. I think in those places, and I can say this now. So I'm going to say just one quick thing before I, I really get to your, your question. I can say this now, but it's like, God never promises us the road's going to be easy. Again, in the middle of it, <laughs> if you would have told me that, I would have been like, "I don't want to hear that from you, pastor." But like now, I can look yep. back, and it's like, no, like, if you read through the Gospels specifically in the Book of Acts, like, all of it was done for Jesus, and yet there were twists and turns, highs and lows, all over the place. So that, yeah. that's kind of the looking back. But when I was in that place, what brought me through, um, in the most honest way, was just Jesus, uh, Jesus. Mm. Being totally candid in my prayers. Um, mm. I, I think oftentimes our prayer lives go to, to new levels. when Instead of praying what we think we are supposed to feel and say, uh, we actually begin to be honest with God about the things that we really feel and want to say. I, I think I just got brutally honest with those, like, why is this happening? And how could this? And I, like, I mean, just, I don't understand this. And just raw emotion, uh, that, that's, that's one thing. Another thing was just close friends. I had two close friends along with my, my wife. Uh, these two guys, I called them daily. And um, I mean, mm. they just listened to me. They never, they never felt, made me feel foolish when I had all my raw, they were the, my safe place to show my raw emotions. They Mm. never judged me. I can, can remember I went on a rant one, one night on a phone call with one of my closest friends, Uh, just love the guy. I mean, colorful language, everything coming out of me and uh, I got quiet and I was crying and I was yelling, not Mm. at him, just at everything. And I said to him, I said, now you probably think less of me, don't you? And he got quiet and he said, no, actually, Adam, I've been wondering when all that was going to come out of you. Because mm. you've been holding it in and you've not been mm. saying anything to anybody. And I'm a trusted friend and yet I hadn't even heard it from you. And so I was mm. wondering. And so he said, he's like, actually, thank you for saying that. And I, it's so crazy because you look, I look back at that moment. I can even picture where I was standing when I was talking to him on my phone. And it was a breakthrough moment in my relationship with God. Even I look back, it's just like I got honest with my friend. But my friend, uh, you know, confess your sins to one another. There's 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 bits and pieces of the Catholic Church that they got things figured out that us Protestants need to learn from. And I I I needed needed to confess what was going on inside me to my friend. And so I think just having honest friends and and those those three people legitimately I were the people I'd ask if I quit my job. And all three Mm. of them every single time said, nope, not, nope. And I, I didn't, I didn't trust myself. And so I'd really trusted them. You know, that may, that's maybe mm-hmm. having just that wise counsel of people who have nothing to really gain or benefit from a decision that are just there to support you and encourage you. You know that they're specifically, they're, if they're super connected to the Lord and just, they got, you know, they got mm-hmm. their North set really well. When, when you can't trust yeah. your own gauges because your heart is all over the place, you just kind of mm-hmm. look at them and you're like, okay, where's North at again? Hey, Weber, it's this direction. It's like, okay, uh, I got confused yeah. again. So I, th- I think that yeah. was a huge thing. Another thing I would say is I began to go to a Christian counselor. Uh, I mean, mm. I, I went um, for the second time in my life, began to go uh, see a counselor and just processing. We, we were talking about it before we started recording, just emotions. Emotions yeah. are things that, as Christians, uh, we are terrible at processing. Uh, we're terrible at processing grief, uh, which is so bizarre. When a majority, you know a large part of our Bible is filled with grief and lamenting, uh, we want to run to the mm-hmm. to the to the celebrating and to the rejoicing. It's like, yep. gosh, David didn't do that very quickly, and so I think just processing our emotions. And so I began to address some things inside of me and and when you're in hardship it brings your emotions to the surface if you've been able to kind of bury some wounds or some some trauma or some pain in your life man you go through one of those those heat moments it just rises right to the top and so it's like okay <laughs> yeah. god so i began to i began to address things and and process through things Um, One of my favorite quotes is uh, is a longtime pastor named Pete Scazzaro. He says, it's impossible to be spiritually mature if we're emotionally immature. Again, it's Mm -hmm. impossible to be spiritually mature if you're emotionally immature. Uh, It's the person who can quote all the Bible verses, yet is really critical and defensive. It's the person who never misses church, but you always kind of feel like you're on eggshells when you're around them. Like. It, it's it's yeah. it, yep. there's the appearance of this maturity, but there's this emotional immaturity that's so often in Christians, and that was really true in me, and so God began to address mm. that. I think the last thing I would say is what brought me through it was serving others, and I say that in the most non mm. like fancy look at me sort of way um for for whatever reason, when i'm anxious, when i'm worrying when i'm struggling, one of the simplest things that you can do is just begin to serve other people. It really takes the eyes off yourself. It takes the eyes off your situation. And so he, he, during that time, I can remember praying, um, God, help me to go out of my way today to find one person that I can serve. And it just took, it yeah. It took the, again, my eyes uh, off of myself and off of my situation and really, really brought a lot of a lot of healing. But those are those are the things that I would say. That was a long answer. But I, I mean when you're no. when you're just in that place where you you hurt yeah. so much, it feels like you can't breathe. You know, the grief, mm-hmm. like maybe it's grief, maybe it's betrayal, maybe it, it may, may whatever it looks like. It it feels like you physically can't breathe. It's just like mm-hmm. crying out to Jesus. Uh, I, I love the picture of the paralyzed man, his friends are the ones that bring him to Jesus. And uh, for me, I just think about those two friends that brought me to Jesus and my wife and so many other people uh, who were like, hey, Adam, you, you can't walk right now. Uh, you're hurting so much, you can't walk. And so we're gonna, we're gonna get on the side of your mat and we're gonna carry you. Um, we're gonna bring mm-hmm. you to Jesus, even if you don't feel like you can take a step, even if you're just hurting so much, we're just gonna get you there. So those are the things that were so helpful for me. I, I, think, I think more than anything... Just somebody say, like just people saying to me, "I'm here with you," like uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm here, you know. Instead of even trying to give, I think a lot of times we want to give like answers to people's, like why did Why did yep. this happen? Why did I lose a loved one? Why the physical? Like mm-hmm. my, my dad, mm-hmm. why is his health deteriorating? Like a lot of times we try to throw like cute, cliche answers, and what I yep. found is powerful is just saying, "Hey Adam, I'm I'm so sorry, but." Uh, I just want you to know yep. that I'm with you, and I'm here, and I love yeah. you, and I see you, and I'm, all, I'm in your corner. Those are the things that meant so much to me.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I'm so glad you answered uh, with all of those because I think if anybody listening today is in a hard season wondering, should I throw the towel in or not? Uh, uh, obviously, going to Jesus is huge. And being raw, being real and raw with your emotions, meaning he already knows what you're thinking, so you might as well just be honest. It's like, hey, uh, God, thank you for a great, no, he knows you're angry and (laughs) things in your head. Just be like God. It sucks today, man. We woke up to another six inches of snow. I'm crabby about it. We haven't seen the sun in four days. My body's not working right. Come on. <laughs> and then get that all out of the way and you know, and be like, but thank you for the sun. That little song that's out on the, on the internet right now. Thank you for the sun. Thank you for the rain. And I was like, I need that every now and then. That little cute little boy singing yes. that song. I'm just like, oh, that's... And, and, and that little boy even says, thank you for the pain. And I think to myself, little boy, come on now. Let's leave the, <laughs> the, the pain out of that song. But, um, and, and then having friends around you, that is huge. As you mentioned, we, we talked before we started recording about hard seasons. And we were never meant to walk uh, this earth alone. And friends are super important. It doesn't mean you need a ton to walk with you through this hard, hard season, but some trusted ones. We, we call it, uh, with some that I, that I do it, getting in the well together. And rather than standing on top of the well and shouting down, I've been with you. Yep. Exactly what you described. You know, listening, allowing you to get it off your chest or, or hugging, crying, and, and just being there. Um, I, I sure hope those listening today hear that because it sure seems like a hard season. I've heard it described as one very close friend saying it feels like there's a dark cloud following me around. You know, And it's just like this after this after this. And yet their faith seems to stay intact, which is so extremely powerful. And it's in those moments where it's like, man, this season's going on a little longer than I care for it to be going on. But I want my faith to stay intact. So God, please give me the strength when I, when I don't have it yeah. exactly what you were describing. I can't even necessarily maybe breathe. Holy spirit. will will you utter the words on my behalf? Yeah. Because I'm so broken right now. I, I don't even know what to say, but I still want my faith to point people to Jesus, even though right now I'd rather throw a chair through the wall yeah. or, or whatever's going on inside. And yeah, that that's, that's awesome because I, I do, uh, we've had so many people close to us, whether it's unexpected deaths, uh, expected deaths, know it was coming, but it was not going to be easy. And then walking through it to diagnosis of cancer to, um, loss of jobs to, I mean, it just, there's been a lot and, and, and it's like, okay, how do we love each other? through this? And how do we keep going? And I think you also brought up a great point. Yeah, Jesus never said the road was going to be easy. (laughs) He did not say it was going to be easy. I think if we sat down with Peter and Paul and uh, a few of the other ones along the way, David, I just got through Job not too long ago. Pretty sure I don't want to Be around that a whole lot. (laughs) Nope. Nope. It's not an easy road to love Jesus. It's not an easy road to serve Jesus, no matter where he's called you. But when you allow others to come around you, as you mentioned, to walk alongside you, or even to carry you, when you can't, it's a beautiful picture. I literally get to live that. I'm not saying I love it, but I literally get to live that as people physically carry me. I went into a church one time to speak and my son, a 20 year old Jagerman uh, was traveling with me that particular Sunday. I wheeled up to the podium area and he stood me up and then I would make my way to the podium and give the message that morning. Well, it happened to be at a church where my wife had some friends. And as we got done that particular day, now again, I don't like the chair. I don't like physically being lifted. I don't, that's not my favorite thing in the world. I do like pointing people to Jesus though. As he, as he lifted and, and she ran into her friend, she said, you know, when he did that, there was no sermon needed. That was the sermon. And I was like, yep. That's something. When we allow our brokenness and our weakness to actually be seen, and, it, and we don't show strength because it's inside of us, per se, that I'm just pulling myself up from my bootstraps, but because of what's inside of me is greater than what's in the world. When we allow that brokenness and that weakness to allow Jesus to use it, just like your friend said, Adam. I was wondering when that was going to come out Yeah. because in that moment, even though you're probably not proud of the moment would be my assumption. Jesus used it in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it was, it's, it's crazy to look back at that. And it's one of the things I've realized is the people that I seek out for wisdom, um, when I really drill down to it, it's people who have been through trials and hardships and valleys. Uh yep. rarely do I, I look for the person, and they don't actually exist, who's had a perfect life. You know, right. like, I mean, right. anytime, you, know, right. I, I gave up on that. I can remember, like, two, three years in as being a pastor, I kept pe- putting people on pedestals, like, oh, my gosh, their marriage and this and and that. Yeah. And then very quickly, I was like, eh, I'm going to stop putting people on pedestals because uh, almost the next week they take them, they, they let me know they're not on one. But genuinely, though, there's, there's one specific couple in my church uh, that they just got so close to me. Uh, and I've, I've known mm. them since middle school. They're, they're in their sixties. And, uh, the reason that so many people, not just myself, but countless people, uh, in Sioux Falls go to them for counsel and wisdom is because they've been through hardships and valleys. And, um, mm-hmm. there's something that we learn about the heart of God, um, I mean, Jesus was betrayed. Jesus was abandoned. Yeah. Jesus faced mm. shame. Uh, uh, Jesus, I mean, he, he 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 knew what it was like to to look at fear in the face. Um, and so, like, I'm just so I'm so grateful for people who have been through things, and more than that, I'm grateful we, as it says in Hebrews, we have a great high priest who understands. Um, mm. And uh, I'm I'm thankful for that. And um, when we begin to share parts of that. In appropriate places, but when we begin to share parts of our our pain that we've walked through, I just I, mm-hmm. I never cease to be amazed by how God works and how God brings healing to others, but also healing to ourselves. So when we begin to to let down some of our guard and share, hey, this is what I'm walking through. This is what I've been through. Um, I, I just see God use it time and time again.
0: Yeah, and I I was going to bring up this question because you came out of this hard season. It seems as though God has you in it. A good place. Just listening to you. Just I can hear it in your spirit. I know you mentioned people pleasing. I think lots of leaders struggle with people pleasing uh, from time to time, or all the time. And and I know there was a there was an episode that happened with <laughs> with you. You also talked about influence, and the next thing you know, Adam Weber, uh, pastor of Embrace Church, is viral <laughs> all, all, all over the uh, in, internet. And um, can you walk us through that? Because I wonder how did that keep you from being coming either jaded or discouraged or, you know, especially just walking out of a hard season. And the next thing you know, here you are in in front of the headlines.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, I I began I've started to realize if you want to make a difference, if you want to step out in faith, you're gonna be criticized. I mean, uh, mm. and I've also realized uh, you can almost tell a person who has, been, who has stepped out of the boat, who has, has attempted to make a difference, because typically those people are slow to criticize others. Um, almost mm. without exception, I've found that. The person who's slow to criticize others has typically been someone who's led something, and knows that it's not easy. Mm. Knows that sometimes there's right. not a right and a wrong. Uh, sometimes, I mean, it's just really, really hard. You have to make decisions that other people don't understand. You have pressure on you mm-hmm. that, that other people don't. And so I, I really began to, lo- to learn that. But no, it would have been several months back I got a le- sideways letter uh, in our mailbox. Mm. Uh, it was anonymous. So there was no name attached to it. And I, thankfully I rarely, rarely ever get messages like this. 99% of the time they're awesome. Sometimes they'll, they'll, I'll get a, maybe a sideways letter. And typically when they're sideways, they're not signed. It's anonymous. Mm. And, um, you know, sometimes I can read it and I'm like, no, nope, I can understand where that question's coming from. But this time it was about, uh, it was a letter written two pages front and back, uh, criticizing my, my skinny jeans that I wear on Sundays. (laughs) Now I, 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 I almost at first, I'm like, is this a friend of mine? That's just trying to haggle me. I I'm 40 years old. I'm the most boring dressing person that I know. I mean, like I'm not a fashion statement or fashion icon, uh, to say the least, And I, I I currently, I think it's still the truth. I currently have three pairs of jeans and so very limited in my selection and all this kind of thing. But, um, the, the person was fairly intense about, you know, you're a man of God. How gross is this? Like that you're wearing skinny jeans. Are you trying to like, I mean, it was just really, really intense. So I got it. And, um, for whatever reason, I felt a little tinge of just like, Hey, Adam, like, maybe that you should share this and again mm. it wasn't it wasn't signed I really struggled my biggest concern going in is that the person who wrote it would be shamed like I I, I think oh. our world is quick to look for somebody that they can cancel they can be angry at they can whatever mm. and I, I feel like as a Jesus follower we should be the opposite of that Jesus got close to the person who who even uh, was caught in the act of not great decisions. And yet he was like, nope, I'm going right. to stand with this person. And so I was really, really struggling with that. However, right now um, our world is, uh, in, in a lot of ways, is walking away from Jesus. They've been hurt by Christians. They've been wronged mm. by Christians, uh, misunderstandings about Christians. And for me, when it comes to my social, I'm always trying to look for ways, how do I gain the influence of, of people who I might disagree with the most? Or how do I gain influence in the lives of people who don't know Jesus? That's one of my filters. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm trying to gain influence in people's lives who are yet to know the Lord. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to, I just want to love them well. I want to serve them well. And ultimately I'm not trying to convert them or like change them. I just want to introduce him to Jesus. Jesus is the one who changes hearts. He's the one who changes lives. I can't do that part, but I, gosh, if I can just build trust, relationship with you. And so this, this, uh, this letter was, uh, if I'm, I'm kind of generalizing here was written from more of a, of a Pharisee type of heart is what I'd probably say it. And I say that really gently. And if there was someone that Jesus was willing to call out publicly, it was the Pharisees. Uh, the The woman yep. caught in adultery. He addressed her in private, one on one. You know, they wanted mm-hmm. to cast stones, and and uh, mm-hmm. so he he he's like, no, I'm 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 going to talk with her one on one. It wasn't until the crowd left that he said to her, like, neither I do do I condemn you. Now go and sin no more. He didn't say he didn't right. say I don't condemn you uh, don't go right. go back to what you're doing. No, he, he, he oftentimes with the sinner talked with them one-on-one, but he, from time to time will was willing to address kind of more of a Pharisee publicly. And so that, that kind of went in a little bit. I talked with a couple staff here and I'm like, I really feel like this would connect with the person outside the church who's been hurt by Christians. Mm. And maybe them seeing mm. that a pastor from time to time, is hurt by Christians too. That it will it will build a bridge. Right. So I went back and forth, yeah. and I decided to share it. Uh, my wife was like, "I don't know," and I, I like I, I need to listen to her more often. So I, I posted it, and yeah. I even intentionally said like, "Hey, please don't like I really I I'm not I don't have a chip on my shoulder," um, and so I, I post it. And um, I just one quick story. There, there was one person specifically that I grabbed lunch with, and um, he he was a really defensive. Anytime faith came up, um, really defensive. Mm. So we 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 connected kind of through an inter- interesting circumstance. Hadn't been in my church or anything like that, and and uh, I just said, hey, I just love to hear your story. And so every time we 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 he'd share a story, he let his guard down and And about any time any religion came up, he got you could just tell walls went back up and mm. so i i just I just said like I'd be curious like like God, like um share about that and um he he said eighteen years ago um he went through something in his life where there was something that was kind of made public, and the church he was part of basically mm. said you're n- you're not welcome here and you're and you're you're damned to hell and so um so he said. 18 years ago was the last time I wanted anything to do with church, Jesus, God, whole nine yards. And um, he, he's like, I just don't need to be judged. I already know I'm a bad person. I don't need a whole bunch of people judging me as well. And I said, you know, like from time to time, uh, you know, people judge me too. And he said, like, what mm. do you mean? And I, I brought out my phone and I literally, he, all he saw was my screen. It was the post that I brought up. He saw my screen for half a second and he said, "You're the skinny jeans pastor," and I was like, "Well, I don't know. I don't know if I like that title. You know, like, I, I, like, yeah, I, I wear skinny jeans. I don't know if I'm the skinny jeans pastor." And he said, "I, I, my, my, I had a friend who showed me that post, and and we talked, and like, that's exactly how I felt in my life and all this kind of thing. And from there mm. on out, I had to- total trust in him, and I, I it, it's a relationship that has continued." And I'm just praying. I'm like God. I have a feeling it's only a matter of time before th- this man comes to know you. And it was just like oh, that nice. connection point. So that so so did that. Had a bunch of people. I had pastors uh, uh, texting me like that had seen it on Facebook and were like ah like harassing me and I mean it was hilarious. <laughs> so well a few weeks later uh, I get a press of uh, someone in the press reaches out from UK. And, um, is it, I mean, it's basically, we're going to do a story on it. Do you want to comment? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I want to comment. Oh. on anything. I'm like, but I'm like, okay, the story is going to happen. And I'm like, okay. Uh, you know, I don't think the story was up in the air. It was whether or not I wanted to share anything. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. let's do the interview. So we do the interview and I'm trying to, again, like, uh, really be positive about the person who shared it. Really trying to share it. Gosh, you know, whatever. And for me, the coolest thing that came out of that was um, at the very end of the phone call. I could tell he was about to get off. Super British accent. And I was like, hey, I got one. I got one last thing. One last thing is what I, I stopped him before because he, he was going to get off the phone. I said, Hey, is there mm. anything that I can pray for for you? Mm. And he got super quiet. I mean, the whole interview he was rapid fire. He got super caught and he's like, oh, 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 "Uh, uh um, uh um, I've never had anybody ask me a question like this." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I was like, no pressure to say anything. Just know that I'm going to be praying for you today that you would just be overwhelmed by how much God loves you and cares for you and sees you and um I'm just I I'm just pray that you would just know just you're just loved by God." And he gets off and he's like, oh okay, um, well talk to you later." <laughs> Ten minutes later, he messages me, and he said, I've been a reporter for how many years, and never one time have I ever been left speechless. And he said, I just mm. want to thank you. That meant so much that you asked that. So since then, all these different conversations have happened. I've never had more conversations uh, about Jesus with people outside the church since this darn skinny jeans. And yet, wow. um, you know, like— I've also had my share of uh, a few messages that were not so great. And um, mm-hmm. uh, one specific that I think, I, I think I'm okay to share, I, I had a message from a pastor that kind of threw out a little bit of a hand grenade on social media. And I, 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 I looked and I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I wrote, wrote him back and said, I'd love to grab coffee with you. And so actually mm-hmm. last week we got together for We Connected, and he came in, and um, I honestly think it was a God thing. And he just he just said like, I just want to say I'm sorry. Like uh, mm. being a pastor isn't easy. I am one. And he's like, I can't imagine the pressure that you feel. I know the pressure I feel. And I just I just wanted to apologize. You know, I and I you know he, he's like, of course. In, instead of you know getting upset with me, you say let's grab coffee.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, and I, I was like, you know, I just, uh, it was just so cool. And I, I I thanked him. I'm like, know that there's no hard feelings. Know that I, I said, it took a lot of courage to even reach out and want to connect with me. And so Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. I I think overall, like, so that's the situation and some of the details overall, like I, I told him, I said, you know, I, I still don't know if it was the right decision to post it or not. Uh, you know, like I, I don't know. Uh, I've seen a lot of good right. from it. You know, there's probably some some bad. The person that shared it, I hope they I hope it wasn't a place of shame for them. That wasn't the intent at all. Even I try to explain it. I still don't know if it's the right decision. And I, I, I think as leaders, mm. there's some situations I still don't know if it's the right decision. You know, sometimes it's sure. not blatantly right or blatantly wrong. And in that moment, it, I, I just really kept feeling a nudge. And I, I, I don't even like saying this. I just kept feeling a nudge that I was supposed to share it. And it's like,
0: mm. you
1: know, like sometimes as leaders, you make it, it just as humans, you have to make decisions that are really hard. And, um, and I knew I, 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 we talked about it at length. I didn't just post it by myself. I, I shared it with a couple of people I, re, I, re, I trust and respect. And we talked about the possible negatives. So I tried to go into it eyes wide open but I knew that it might be criticized as well. That was a lot of talking.
0: No, that was good. That was really good because I wondered how that felt because anytime you get a not nice or sideways letter comment, it's tough. It's tough. But to hear the, the good that, that has come out of it, that is wonderful.
1: And I, wonderful. And for me, I just want to tell one more person about Jesus. You know, that, that person... Um, the, the, the church person, I hope they're, I hope they're, they're got a solid relationship with Jesus and they got a pastor in their lives and they got other community. Like for me, uh, but the, the unique call that God has placed on my, my heart, I mean, even Paul, a lot of times he's very specific about who he's meant to reach and who he's not meant to reach. Mm -hmm. And for, for me, the specific call in my life is to reach people who are far from God and maybe are hurt or Mm -hmm. jaded towards the church. And so I'm constantly having them in mind, um, because I, I think, and I think a lot of our world as a whole is just really really jaded right now, and uh, even mm-hmm. whether it's a Christian mm-hmm. musician kind of walking away from Jesus or a pastor walking yeah. away from Jesus, and yet, um, and so I've just I, I've just like God, how do I minister to that person really really well and let them feel seen and noticed and cared for, and and thankfully again we don't we don't follow a Savior uh, who. Uh, never experienced hurt or or betrayal or, or heartache. Instead, he's a wounded healer. And I'm so thankful. I mean, right. like, it's like, Jesus, I'm so grateful that you're a great high priest who can understand. And actually, you can understand more than I can understand because I haven't been nailed to a mm. cross. And, uh, and, so, right. and so I have so right. much to learn from you, Jesus, and I have so many much learned learn from others. But yeah, arrows will definitely come. And And oftentimes, mm. I'll never forget a pastor told me, he said, sometimes your sheep will bite. You know, like, uh, Ooh. and um, and uh, you know, even like a horse. Sometime a horse will turn and, and nip you. Yeah. And, um, And and uh, sometimes your friends, even or people in your church or people in your business or whatever, um, you know, will, will 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 bite and it hurts. I mean, it just really really yeah. hurts. And so I think in those moments, like God, what are the what 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 part is me? What part is my brokenness? How have I played into, into this pain or this event that took place? Because that's on me to ask for forgiveness. That's on me to make things right. But then those other things where it's like, okay, I, I, you know I, I genuinely, Lord, I, I don't know if I could have done anything differently or I, 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 I mm-hmm. went in with the best of intentions and I was just hurt. I think to be able to process that with God, again, to process it with a few close trusted friends um, to, to see a Christian therapist. Um, I, I think that's where, where we heal. And, um, and that's, that's how we continue to do the ministry that God calls us to do. Cause it's so easy just to check out. I wanted to check out. And yet I'm so thankful that that's the one thing I, I keep telling people is like, I can't imagine if I would have quit in 2018, all that I would have missed out mm. on. And, uh, um, right. And there's going to be another season that comes most likely. There will be another hardship or trial. Uh, something I've learned, 2018, I can remember COVID when it hit, and I'm, I'm not discrediting anybody who lost a loved one through COVID. For, for, for pastors, the season of COVID was really, really hard. I mean, no, mm-hmm. people stopped coming to church and all this kind of thing. And I can remember through that, I was like, this is nothing compared to 2018. And it's all, almost mm. like build up uh, a resilience even more. And so even in the trial that you're walking through, the hardship that you're walking through, if you walk through it with your eyes on Jesus, it really does make you stronger. It makes makes you build perseverance. It builds your character. It builds your faith. And so the next time you encounter something, which is going to come at some point, it's like, okay, God, we've been through this before. And I, I'm not excited about mm. another bump in the road. And I'm not excited about taking another detour. But we've been through this before. And so I'm just going to hold mm. on to you a little bit tighter this time. I'm going to stay a little bit closer. Yeah. And I'm going to know that you're going to bring me out on the other side, even if the other side is the other side of eternity. And so, um, yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Adam, thank you so much for today. There, there is so much wisdom in that. I'm so glad uh, that we had the <laughs> opportunity to sit down to catch up after a couple of years, I think hard seasons right now is a, is a big thing for many. And I think reminding people to hold on to Jesus, to hold on a little tighter, to get in the well with friends. And as you just mentioned, which I forgot about going to see somebody that is a counselor, um, getting counseling. There is nothing wrong with that. And it's so helpful and healthy to help us process through some of the bumps, the hurts, the disappointments that, that we all walk through. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I do want to end with this, our common question for all guests, because we call it enjoying the journey. If you could have anybody on the journey with you, past or present, who would it be? Uh, Oh, I'm, I I love this question. It actually goes
1: along with so much of our conversation. Thankfully, it's a person that I've been able to walk on the journey with, and I'm thankful for every day I have with Mm. them. For me, it would be my dad. Um, Oh, cool. uh, my, my dad is health wise the last 13, 14 years. Uh, his health has completely um, not been good. And yet, uh, he, is, he is a person that has had joy in all circumstances, mm-hmm. a person who is in such a healthy way processed grief and loss and letting go mm-hmm. of things that he didn't want to let go. Of. He wasn't ready, he was too young to yeah. let go of. And yet, um, yeah. he is somebody, whether it's humor, whether it's a celebration. Whether it's just telling him what, what what God's doing in me or what has the day uh, for me, it's my my dad. I'm so grateful I get to be on the journey with my dad. Um, I just he was a, he was awesome. a longtime electrician, and uh, so he uh, a few years ago. And I I wish I wish I would have stayed home in high school and just had him teach me everything he knows because he's so handy. And I mm. didn't. It's the, it's one of the only main regrets I have in my life. Uh, But I just had a light fixture come in the mail today, actually. And uh, so later this weekend, (laughs) I'll be on FaceTime with my dad, and he'll help me hang this light fixture. But he would know without question. His name's Jim Weber, and uh, I'm the man that I am because of my dad.
0: That's so awesome. That is so awesome. Again, thank you so much for being on and enjoying the journey today. We are praying for God's blessings on you, your dad, your family, and the church. So, so encouraging to hear that the hard season is over, the fruit season is here. And I'm, I'm just grateful and excited for you to continue to go after those that are hurt, hurting and searching for Jesus.
1: Rob, I appreciate you. Thank you for being so faithful. And th- thank you for, for showing and displaying what it looks like uh, to follow Jesus, to step out in faith uh, and to be used by Him. And also just thanks for thanks for being able, willing to share your weaknesses um, with us as well. Cause, um, that's what we connect with. That's what we, we relate to. And, uh, so I, you're somebody I just
0: look up and respect so much. Thank you much. Thanks for tuning into the Enjoying
1: the Journey podcast brought to you by Rise Ministries. Remember to subscribe on Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and to follow Rise Ministries on any of our social media channels. Thanks for listening.